You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So, this is going to drop on Wednesday. Wednesday is the MLB draft. This is going to draft drop on draft day. So let's start out just talking about where you can watch it, what's going on in day one, what part of the Indians are going to have, and what are kind of the rumors of the general feel at this point in time as we head into draft day. Exciting day. We have some base, baseball to talk about. And it's you know something good as opposed to these negotiations between teams, which have been awful. Uh, between the players and the teams. It's it's just really making it hard to be a baseball fan. But the draft is not tied to that. Uh, I mean, it is, but it isn't. We get to have it. It does kind of stink, because originally this was going to happen in Omaha, Nebraska, during the College World Series. It was going to be a really cool event that they were going to have tied together with the College World Series. So it's, it is kind of heartbreaking. You don't get to see that. Now, if you have TV, you can watch it on the MLB Network or on ESPN. You can also stream it on MLB.com. Uh, I will be streaming it myself through MLB uh, muted on one of my screens just so I can see it happening as it happens because you can also watch it. I will have links. Follow me. I'll put them on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Jeff MLB Draft, and I will have links where I'm going to do a live stream uh, using the Hot Mic app and trying to also do the YouTube, trying to do those both at once. Uh, streaming is new to me, so it could be a little bit tricky. But uh, it's going to be something to do, another way to watch it if you don't want to watch ESPN or you don't want to watch the stream from MLB Network. I'll answer questions. I'll have my takes on each pick. And how many picks are on day one? Well, picks 1 to 37. Because this is a shortened draft, it's not like years past where we have picks, uh, all the picks until the third round, basically. This one is all the picks up until the second round. So the Indians have two selections in there. So if you're an Indians fan, you'll get to see two picks, that uh, two new additions to the Indians minor leagues. Uh, and since I am doing a stream, I will. The MLB, you know, is very restrictive on uh, on their stuff being shown. So it's just going to be me talking. You're not going to see the screen. But uh, hey, the upside is, if you watch my stream, yes, I will not have like videos of the players and uh, talking heads. But the upside is there is also no talking heads, which means no Harold Reynolds in my stream. Uh, who I don't think he does an ounce of pre-preparation before he steps onto that set for the draft. Uh, Day two is going to be on Thursday. It's going to start at 5 p.m., so we get kind of back-to-back evenings. This one is going to be early in the evening. That'll be on MLB Network and ESPN2. It's odd that we're going to have, like, ESPN2 carrying day two of the draft, and that's going to be picks 38 through 160. That is round two, competitive balance B, the supplemental picks um, from the players that were lost, the competition picks is what was the word I was looking for, and then rounds uh, in the second, third, fourth, and fifth round. So right now, um, the word is that the Pirates, or Pirates, the Tigers, and Spencer Torkelson, whose agent is Scott Boris, are already in negotiation um, that that will get done sooner rather than later, and from there... The ball is in Baltimore's court. Baltimore has been all over the place. Uh, you know, I've talked about often this idea of them going under slot and then trying to come back around and seeing who's available. Uh, the talk is that they're just kind of shopping right now. Um, they are going out there and seeing who might give them the biggest savings to come back at. And everyone always talks about 30. I don't think it's just about 30. I think it's to come back 
from 30, and then also uh, with their second round pick, which is going to be, what, 39, 40? It's, it's still a, a really early pick. Uh, so they're going to, it's not all about 30. They're, if all that money saved, they could come back and get two first round type of talents with those picks because there's always first round players who kind of slide into round two where they get a little bit more money because that's just the way the draft goes uh it's often it's not about who's the best player it's often about best player versus how much it costs to sign them uh i was kind of curious to look around and see what some sites are doing uh you know it's it's been so much back and forth i don't think anyone really knows for sure what baltimore is going to do um if they go under slot, I think I would predict Austin Martin at three. If they, uh, I'm sorry, if Martin is there, he is the guy I'm going to put at three. I don't know why I was talking about slot. I think I was stuck in the last one. If the uh, if the Orioles go under slot, then Austin Martin is the third overall pick. If it's not Martin, it's Lacey. It's one or the other at that point. And the Royals, I think we're kind of all settling into Zach Veen with that selection. Uh, they have sat there you know last year they went prep and then after bobby witt went just all college guys blue jays it gets a little bit interesting um i don't agree with some of the thoughts of emerson emerson hancock with them in that pick mainly because uh he hasn't performed that well and he's not an advanced thought guy you know some of the spin rates and stuff like that um don't jump out uh, I was kind of curious to look at uh, some of the rationale why some people have him there, other than the fact that he was, you know, one one or one two on boards at the start of the year. Uh, I think it's more than likely Max Meyer, or if it's not Max Meyer, uh, Reed Detmers is the guy to know there. Uh, the Mariners, I think it's just look at who's the college guy left. If Gonzalez slides, great. Uh, if Max Meyer is there maybe, maybe it's Hancock, maybe it's Detmers, we just have to see who's available I think at that point in time. Pirates are all over the place, I don't know, I've all of a sudden heard them on pitching, which kind of makes sense with the old approach, like with the old front office I would have totally done one of these, someone like Bell there, I thought he would make a ton of sense with the current way it's set up, I just don't know uh, what we are going to see with the Pirates. Padres, uh, I think Robert Hassel is almost locked in there. Rockies, I always get this wrong. It's Kerstad. It's the J that's silent, not the K. It's Kerstad. And, um, you know, the Rockies, we're just, we're looking for college players. He is, uh, Kerstad's in play all the way from two to nine. Big range. Angels looking at another arm. And then the White Sox, we really don't know. This is another one that drives me nuts because, you know, I was talking to someone and, yeah, I have discussed Patrick Bailey there at points, but it's like when you really dig, he's never made sense. And that's just and that's just one of those things. I feel like with a lot of the mocks we're seeing right now, there's a lot of picks that are put in just because it's name value and we do see a lot of parroting. There are people who do a fantastic job uh, in this field, and I feel like I've mentioned those names all the time. People like Eric uh, over at Fangrass, Kylie at ESPN, BA team. You know, Carlos is one of the nicest people I've met in this field. But so many other people are just copying what others do or just taking someone else's point and just repeating it. And it, it gets, gets a bit frustrating uh, when you're in my spot. But, you know, the top 10, we have a, a rough idea on at this point. Uh, we, there is, was a very hot rumor today, and we'll get into that. We'll talk about some more guys to know for the Cleveland Indians. Rock Auto is our primary sponsor today. RockAuto.com, I should say. And you know when you go there and they say, you know, how did you hear about him? Make sure you tell them Locked On. What's great about Rock 
rockauto.com is this is a site I go, I've been to and I've done this before on the show and I'm going to go back today and do this. I am not a car person, but it is so easy just to sit there and find the car part you need. So it's like if I type in for my Ford Focus, I mean, it just pops it right up to me. You pick your year and you go from there. And what I've been telling you on the show is I think this is it's a quick, easy site uh, to use. So whenever you need a part for your car, rockauto.com should be in your back pocket. This should be a site that you just remember or you bookmark and save because next time you need something for your car, before you let the uh, the auto shop or you go to like an advanced and, and they're going to sell you at a set price, make sure you're getting the right deal. Make sure that you are getting the best deal for yourself. And rockauto.com is going to nine times out of 10 beat them in their pricing. So make sure though, when you fill it out, that when they do the little box, how'd you find out about us? You're gonna type locked on because that lets them know that we sent you. Builtbar.com, I love their bars. Um, I am down to one mango left and I'm sad because mango is not something that you can uh, order anymore from them. That was a really good flavor. I like that a lot. The pineapple upside down cake, uh, has been my second favorite. I What I'm learning is I think they're best when you get the ones that are fruit-based. Um, I mean, I ate my entire box of samples, and then I got another box of the samples and ate all of them, so they're all good. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong, but th- the fruit ones in particular stand out. Um, I did, though, really enjoy the German chocolate cake when I did a reorder with that one. There are so many good flavors to try, and really you can't go wrong. Uh, with any of them. There was none where I took a bite and went, Ugh. I'm even someone who doesn't necessarily like um, the fake, well, it's not the fake because all of their stuff is all natural. So let me correct myself there. And that's why I liked the cherry uh, chocolate cream. I typically don't like that cherry flavor, but because it wasn't the fake cherry, it was the real cherry. I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah, I still like that. It's There's so many good things. It is the the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And remember when you go there, use that promo code locked on to get 10% off. That also lets them know that we sent you. And currently they have a whole big deal going on right now. They are going to introduce a new and improved bar and it's gonna be the same bar you've always loved and it's gonna get even better. But for them to do that, they're gonna give 100% of the profits from their remaining 8 million bars. So the 8 million bars they have right now, uh, they're going to give 100% of all their net profits and donate them to charity so this is uh you know if there's ever a time to go there you're going to get up to 50 percent off their remaining uh stock and then it's going to be an entirely new set of products uh, i am excited to see what it is because i again this is a product i buy this is a product i support with my wallet it is a product that i think is worth your time you want to go to builtbar.com use that promo code locked on because you're going to save money and then it helps us out okay I've teased earlier that uh, there was kind of a fun bit of information that leaked today. And that was the rumor that a team was going to punt a pick. And then, and yes, I did tweet that out today, but I did not specify where the team was that was going to punt a pick. And then it was released that that team would be in the top 10 that was talking about punting a pick. And I said, you could very easily read between my lines and figure out what team it is based on some of my discussions. Um, and based around the fact that on the future White Sox, future Sox podcast, I distinctly and specifically said a team that I thought could do this. And, uh, that was the Los Angeles Angels. Now this rumor had enough of us that was hearing it and tweeting about it. Uh, I think it was RJ Anderson beat me to the punch though. And then he specifically said a team in the top 10 and it got so out of control that 
uh, basically the angels came out and said it's 100% false, which means that it may not have been, but now it is. They're going to draft someone real. They're not going to punt. And this is going to sound bad, but in some respects, punting makes a ton of sense. And, you know, the reasons for that are you didn't get the opportunities to see all these players. Next year's class is likely to be very deep as well. Uh, We talked about the depth of this year's class. If you've read my big board, you know I think there's really a top nine in this draft and then a significant drop-off. So if you are the Angels at 10, uh, there's a chance that you could be sitting there staring at a guy who I personally think is a bit further down. But uh, so if you kind of punt the pick for a year, next year you have a huge pool. You could essentially own the draft in many regards. Uh, You're going to have a very deep class because of all the players who aren't going to be selected this year. Uh, it's going to be another, should be another really strong class because this class is so limited in size. So it's, there's a logical sense to it. It still looks bad. Uh, it looks really bad. And this is going to be in terms of tele, uh, you know, how, where it's televised, how many places, how many people are going to watch. This is the biggest draft likely in MLB history. Uh, so a team that punts the pick would look awful. Now, the report was, and I talked with another uh, person I know who's uh, connected, and no, it was not Taylor, so don't just naturally assume because he's the Angels guy, and I don't want him to get in trouble. I was talking to another guy uh, with connections to another organization, and he had heard the exact same thing, which was uh, that the selecting team would take Drew Bowser, offer him 40%, which is the minimum you have to offer to get your pick the next year, and knowing that Bowser is like, He's viewed as one of the biggest locks to go to school, if not the biggest lock currently, uh, to head up to Stanford. So if you've seen Drew Bowser get drafted tomorrow, know that uh, there was a team who decided to punt the draft. That's that's kind of the the way to look at it. He is a name that if you see that guy selected, he is going to Stanford. Uh, I don't think the broadcast will talk about the idea of punting. They'll just talk about this really interesting young player. And he's a very talented, very interesting player. But they'll focus on the positive, not the negative, because baseball has enough negatives. And I'm really hoping during the draft tomorrow, they spend minimal time on what has turned into a very bitter collective bargaining situation between these two sides. And the worst part, honestly, with the collective bargaining situation that we're seeing is, like, they just need to sit down and hammer this stuff out in a closed-door meeting a month ago. Like, we should have spring training starting now. We should have that two weeks beginning now. We should have it in some place that, you know, with the restrictions that, I mean, I don't know about everyone else, but I sat there and read about the NBA stuff where it's essentially they're going to be in a bubble. And if a team needs to get a player who's not in the bubble, who's not there, they have to do a seven, seven day uh, personal bubble before they're added in. And if a player gets COVID, they're immediately taken out and put on the disabled list. And like the NBA has a system that makes sense in place. MLB need to do that. Because here's what's happening. The NBA is going to start up soon, and people are going to care more about that because it's like it's the postseason and it hasn't been acrimonious. The MLB has just been airing every bit of dirty laundry that they can with the, with both themselves uh, on both sides. It's made a lot of fans annoyed. Uh, people have a lot of stuff going on in the real world right now um, between the, the issues of racism, between concerns of peaceful protests that don't always stay peaceful because of people on both sides there's a lot of reasons for the people want an escape they don't want more negativity in their lives i mean we are all sitting on these huge piles of negativity to some degree or another we are all struggling right now this has been uh for 99 percent of the planet uh you know 
one of the worst few months in probably their life of just everything going on and how tough it's been uh, and the fact that you can't even necessarily be around your family during those times. So baseball needs to kind of get their head out of their own butt. Uh, I'll say it nicely, but they need to realize that in a battle of billionaires versus millionaires, people are going to say, screw you and walk away. Like that is what they're setting up. Um, yes, I am with the players on this. I think, you know, was that the, the St. Louis Cardinals owner is like, you know, this isn't really a big profit. Baseball doesn't make a lot of money. Uh, they baseball made 10 billion last year and he bought the team for the Cardinals for 130 million. And they're now worth, he could probably sell them tomorrow for 3 billion. Or how about the glass family who bought the Royals in the late nineties for 86 million and then sold them last year for a billion. I think going from 86 million to a billion is a pretty good profit. I mean, I, I never had a million. Uh, I've never even had a hundred thousand. So to me, that all sounds fantastic. Uh, so when the owners make statements like that, it makes them look bad. But again, with the players, as much as I am pro player, no one comes out of this smelling like roses. No one comes out of this looking good. Everyone is going to look bad. And if baseball thought it had a hard time after the 94 season being lost, they haven't seen anything. Because at least in 94, we had some baseball before things went away. We had normal life as it were at the time it wasn't a situation where people are stuck in their homes and living in fear of a virus that there is bigger issues in the world in terms of just the way we treat each other and the way we view each other and baseball has the gall to think that their little dispute about money is going to stand up to that it's not uh they are both sides in many regards are killing the sport and it's hard to say that you know players uh, should give more. They've already agreed. They made an agreement in March, and now the owners want to kind of change that. But these two sides, the bigger issue is they need to stop sniping in public and just sit down with a collective bargaining, uh, you know, someone who does that, and settle this dispute and get it done. Because the longer this goes on, the less games you can get in, the less opportunities, the less people are going to care, the less people are going to view this as an actual real season, and the more people who are going to be like, you know what, hockey and the NBA are happening right now. I'm going to go watch those sports because uh, they didn't bring more negativity into my life. So I'll get off my little soapbox here at the end. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm mad at baseball. I am very mad at baseball. Uh, I, I assume most people are as well. It's, it's just... Again, in a battle versus billionaires versus millionaires, uh, baseball is going to lose. It's a sport that, you know, I talked about before. As a writer, I picked the wrong sport to write about if I wanted to have a career as a writer. It's not like the days of, of old where baseball writers were almost legendary or on a pedestal. That's not the case. You go look at a lot of sites. You know, ESPN did their MLB draft roundtable. And they had two writers and an editor. That's all they could get together for that. Two writers and an editor. That's That tells you enough about the state of baseball. So, sorry. Big rant. Tomorrow's will be a lot more fun. I'll have two new Indians to talk about. We'll see if it's any of the guys I uh, selected for them in mocks or talked about in my Players to Watch piece. Uh, I did not start this podcast thinking I would rant, but uh, I needed to let go of some things. So uh, tell me what you think about the rant. Tell me about if I went over the line, if I kept it nice, uh, your views on this. Are you going to walk away from baseball? Are you going to care about uh, this season? Or are you kind of already done with uh, with whiny rich people? Because I'm kind of done with the whiny rich people. 
on both sides of this at this point in time. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with having money, but if you're going to whine about not having enough money, that that's that's where I draw the line as a, a public school teacher. What I don't draw the line at is any of you. Every single person who listens, I do appreciate it. I love the comments I get. I love the interactions on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, it is a real thrill to have those. Sometimes I'm slow in responding. I read them all, but I get distracted very easily because I'm ADD, uh, medically diagnosed. That's not just something I'm saying. But uh, I'm all over the place. The draft's got me crazy. <laughs> My focus has is, is been a little too focused, and so now I can't get it back. But you are all fantastic. I appreciate each and every one of you. The numbers are going up, which is awesome for this podcast. Um, let's keep pushing it. Let's make sure that uh, we have one of our biggest days ever with the draft tomorrow. Thursday's show is going to be about those first two picks that the Indians have. And then Friday's show, we'll have... Uh, what four more selections to talk about so it's going to be a lot of fun uh join me on the draft broadcast show if you're going to be online and you want an alternative to the mlb stream i have been jeff ellis you can find me on twitter at jeff mlb draft you can find my facebook page jeff ellis mlb draft i assume we'll get you there but again honestly thank you i only have this gig because you guys listen you are always fantastic as a group And thank you again during these tough times. This has been a fun outlet for me. So I I do appreciate each and every one of you. That's it for the show. Come back tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a fun one. I'll keep it uh, straight, uh, focus on the draft. I have been Jeff Ellis. You have been awesome. And as always, go Tribe.